two, one. Welcome to another episode of Savage Time TV, the Blunt Talks Podcast. I'm your host, A.B. Brizzy, and today I'm coming back at it again with another episode, man. Let's get right into it. But before we do, remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Also, you can go onto any platform and just type in Savage Time TV in the search bar. We'll be right there, all the content you need. But let's get right into it, man. Um, first and foremost, I want to show my condolences. I know everybody heard about the passing of Michael K. Williams. Um, over the Labor Day weekend, he was found dead in his New York City apartment from a drug overdose at the age of 54. Um, most people know that he was known to be on the wire. That's where I came into uh, contact with Michael K. Williams the first time was the wire. And he played Omar, which is a great and classic, classic uh, character. Um, he doesn't get kudos for that because, one, he played a gay black man and he uh, robbed drug dealers. So, like, he was really on the end of the spectrum in every world he was in. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't understand how complex his character was. Um, he also played in uh, Lovecraft Country for people that are a little bit um, newer. He played in Lovecraft Country. Uh crazy how that show didn't get into a second season but i'm one of those people i think it was just too good if you know what i'm saying um too good for some people but um yeah so but one of the questions i wanted to raise with the death of michael k williams because it was unfortunate it was a drug overdose was why is it does it seem like black men in particular we lose so the good ones so quickly and it's always to something like this like it reminds me of just like juice world and just people that have died in such unfortunate circumstances especially black men like that's why i always encourage mental health man um because it was evident that he was suffering um and it was evident that he was going through some things and especially for black men we aren't told to really put out our emotions to talk about them to go get therapy to open up to seem vulnerable because 24 hours 365 we're most of the time playing defense unless you're asleep and most people can almost relate especially my black guys out there um can definitely relate to uh sometimes i'm being able to sleep peacefully you're kind of sleeping with one eye open kind of still on that defense kind of still stressed out kind of still senses up ears perked all the time and um when you see someone pass like michael k williams it always reminds me of the fact that one money isn't everything because from the outside looking in you could easily say this guy is prominent black figure um good in any room that he goes into has money as was living um decent um as you could see had a condo in new york city in one of the better areas um, but it just, just for, even for me, it just is like, brings me down a notch just to show you that money isn't everything that you can have success. You can have everything, but if you're mental, isn't right. You're not going to be right. You're not going to be able to get to go. You're not going to be good to go. Um, and it was really unfortunate for his passing. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was 50 cent. Um, 
Now, I know 50 Cent, um, him, they both had, they've had some history in the past, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, I am, I'm not against 50 Cent, I like what he does, especially with TV, especially with producing TV shows, I look, I look up to him, especially in the film industry, but he does have a way of saying some things that are a little bit out of line, and even as opinionating as wild and honest as I can be, I think what he said concerning um, Michael K. Williams using his death to promote Raising Kane, and I think that was out of line. Um, I think that was out of line, and I think he should apologize to his family because death, especially something like that, isn't something to be played with. Um, even if you guys had something going through it, you know, y'all had y'all, dis- y'all had y'all disagreements. Respect that man, you know what I mean? Um, because at the end of the day, it's two black men going at each other. We're showing people that don't like us how to treat us, how we feel about each other. And we can't be out here treating each other like like trash like that, especially on such a on such a wide scale. It's not like fifty cent isn't a notable person. It's not like Michael K. Williams wasn't a notable person. So for him to come out and put that on such a public platform like Instagram and try to even promote clicks because you wanted he wanted people to see it with the because he was promoting a show. It's just out of line, man. Just completely out of line. Um, but again, uh, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Our condolences from Savage Science TV over to his family. Moving on. Let's get into something that most people don't know about me. Some people do know. F1, Formula One racing, man. Uh, I fell in love with this sport about two years ago. Um, no, not even two years ago. I'd say about a year and a half. Kind of when COVID started. Um, Formula One, this is uh, Formula One racing. Um, this is when you see the, the super fast cars driving through the city. Um, most people can recognize it um, when they see it. It's not NASCAR. They don't just ride in a circle. These are the ones you see. They're usually driving through the city. If you've seen Iron Man, um, there's a scene in Iron I think it's Iron Man 2 where they're in Monaco. And he fights the guy with the whips. And that's uh, Formula 1 F1 racing. Uh, I got into it really because, one, I've always been foreign international type of guy from my history in the military in the navy i'm traveling and one that one thing that's uh unique to formula f1 racing is that the tracks go throughout many countries so they have a different they have about 19 to 20 races and they're all in different countries from monaco to from spain to germany to Italy to Australia to Japan to the, even the U.S. There's even one in Austin in October that I'm looking forward to going to, and they're actually going to be adding a Miami race next year. So, uh, auto sports racing, I definitely got into it late, but it's something I definitely like. I'm really into. Um, so, if there's any, I hope you guys can become fans of it through me. Just look at it. There's even a great show on Netflix. Um, that deals with Formula One. Uh, it's called Drive to Survive. Check it out. That's kind of how I got introduced into the sport. And from there, I just picked it up. Um, the current standings right now, they're about halfway in the race. Um, halfway through the through the uh, year, they have a certain number of races. And you get points based on places. And whoever has the most points wins the championship. Right now... Um, Verstappen is number one. Hamilton's number two. Bottas is number three. 
Hamilton is significant in my favorite driver because he is the only black driver in Formula One. And I think he is the only one that in the history of Formula One. So he's out there definitely representing. And he's also the greatest ever with the most world titles with seven. Yeah, I think he tied. Yeah, I think he has the most with seven. So um, that was great for me coming in, being able to relate to someone right off the the bat, be able to see my reflection on the screen. Um, That was pretty dope. And the fact that he's the greatest doesn't hurt at all either. Uh, Let's get into some some more CLB stuff, man. So an interesting story that I saw was that R. Kelly had received some writer's credit on certified liberal boy and people were kind of outraged about it people were kind of saying how can drake have him on the album like you know if you do this he's gonna be compensated like i don't care that he's not directly saying anything that it's just a sample just the fact that he's associated with it and i just think that's funny to me because it invites to me it invites that double standard that we have especially when it seems like it's a black male (laughs) Like, it, it's like it's always on the fence, but like with other people, we can seem to push aside what they do or what they've done, and in fact, for their art. I think it's, I think that's kind of funny. For example, like you look at someone like Cardi B, who's talked about drugging people and um, misleading people to traumatize them, lead them to, to the traumatizing situations, and then you guys are mad that Drake used a sample from R. Kelly on his songs. Like, now we don't listen to R. Kelly. Um, you guys were the same people saying we weren't going to be listening to Chris Brown, but, but we're mad that his verse got left off the Donda. Like, they were supposed to cancel Chris Brown, too. Clearly, that didn't happen. And we know his main fan base is not men. So... I'm just saying it's always some it's interesting when that double standard comes out of let me support this one person. But then when it comes to another person, it's like, oh, God, I can't do it. It's like if you're going to hold the standard, hold the standard. Keyword hold, hold the standard, hold it up there. Don't waver it. Don't tinker it for certain people. If you ain't going to be messing with R. Kelly, then anybody that has done um, anything that is derogatory, especially to uh, women that involve women, you shouldn't be listening to if you feel that strongly about it. But we all know that people are still out here doing the one, two steps side to side. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's just some, it's just that double standard. It's kind of funny to me. Um, another thing that happened in music over the weekend was the Made in America Festival. I love to see that festivals are, are getting back out and um, getting back up uh, in spite of the COVID-19. Um, one thing I was really getting into before COVID was music festivals. I had went over to the Day in Vegas Festival and I also had done Rolling Loud in Los Angeles. I tell everybody if you even love, if you like music just a little bit. I'm telling you, go to a music festival. It's nothing like being in that atmosphere with a whole bunch of people that love music just as much as you do. You're sitting there having a good time. Everybody's getting crazy, wild, and you get to see basically everybody that's popping in the music industry at that, one, at that time in one weekend. Um, I heard the, uh, was a little, some of the uh, people that I saw that performed that I liked were Little Baby, of course, and Uzi. 
Um, it's great to see Uzi performing over there in Made in America. That's kind of like the Northeast where I'm from. That's kind of like our hometown uh, festival. Um, they always, Jay-Z and them always bring out a lot of great acts. So it was dope to uh, see that everybody came out and they had a great lineup. Um, another interesting thing that happened that was with Bobby Shmurda. I heard he was about to get into a fight. Almost uh, made in America. Somebody had threw a water bottle at him. Uh, thank God he didn't, though, because I'm pretty sure he's on probation or whatever that is. I hope he and he doesn't need to be going back for no bullshit. So thank God that he didn't get into anything. It's good to see him out performing, making money. Um, it's glad to see that man. It's glad. It's a good story right there. Example of a guy that stayed down, um, stayed loyal. Um, did what he had to do, came out and received the love he should have. Um, so again, shout out to Bobby Smarter, stay out of trouble, bro. Uh, something, another thing I found funny over the weekend was this whole is this DJ Academics, my son, Meek Mill thing. This is crazy. Another, another example of black men just like bringing each other down, but it's like. I don't understand it. So apparently what I saw was DJ Academics was just going off on my son, Meek Mill, like telling Meek Mill that nothing that he puts out by himself sells, that he needs features. He's just on Meek Mill's head. Then my son, he's coming at him, talking about just like giving him his address, telling him to pull up here, pull up there, like do whatever you got to do. I'm like, what's going on like what's really going on out here like why is there so much crazy energy for these three like the energy like you could tell from the academics this guy was really upset like truly upset like he was going off on the stream like and i'm just sitting there like why is he doing this why and it seems as if they really just don't like each other. My son sees DJ Academics, DJ Academics platform as toxic to the kids. Um, I don't know. I haven't really watched a month, an, enough of DJ Academics to be able to say I agree or disagree. Um, he seems to put out good content. He has a lot of uh, subscribers, a lot of. There's a lot of fans. Like, it's not like DJ Academics when, I mean, he was on Everyday Struggle doing his thing. Um, I don't know if I would say he's completely toxic towards, it's just completely toxic for the children. He does take a lot of controversial topics, but somebody does have to talk about it. And as far as DJ Academics and Meek Mill, I think that goes from, there's a lot of things that came into that. I don't think that's new, because I know he, DJ Academics is also cool with 6ix9ine and 6ix9ine and Tamik Mill clearly went at it so maybe that comes from that but I really hope they can nothing comes out of this it was just crazy to see like it was just the most random people to me I'm like what is my son doing even like talking to DJ Academics like how did that even happen but apparently my son answered and was like, I don't need to address you. Like, we just going to see each other when we see each other. Told this man there's going to be consequences. <sighs> and we really just don't need that, especially in the black community right now, man. We just, If anything, we need to be trying to stick together, work it out. If anything, talk it out. You don't need to be, like, 
saying you gonna do this and do that to a guy like y'all both got followings y'all making too much money impacting too much to be out here doing that like again like i was saying with the 50 cent thing like we're showing people how to treat us and how we think of ourselves and how can you expect someone to respect or treat you better when you treat yourselves and your brothers and sisters like this like we got to at least look within first and get ourselves together. Like, at least, or at least when it's it's out in the public eye. Like, maybe behind closed doors, hey, do what y'all want, fight it out. But, damn, y'all are too much of the public eye to be acting like that, bro. Like, shit's just out of pocket. Um, moving on, let's get into the, let's get into my Baltimore Ravens, man. It's It's been getting pretty crazy at this point. Um, we've had at this point Marcus Peters, Gus Edwards, um, and J.K. Dobbins tear their ACLs out for the season. Um, we signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad, but man, the last two years he kind of been up and down. He don't know if he want to play football, be a rapper. We don't know what's going on. He signed a guy named Tyson Williams off the practice. Oh, not off the practice squad, but we got a guy named Tyson Williams as well. And I think we just signed Latavius Murray after he was released from the Saints. We are going to need a run game. Like, as much as I know Lamar can, like, he led the he led the, our team last year in rushing. But I don't want him to lead our team in rushing, honestly. Like, yeah, he can get over 1,000. Maybe bump it down between 800 and 1,000. But if it's more effective, we need a we need a real lead back. Like, hopefully Le'Veon Bell can do something. Like we've also Brashad Bateman's out. Like everybody's just coming back from injury. It's like we're really getting hit by this injury bug, and it's crazy. Like I don't understand. And with this season being a now or never season for us, yes, I said it a now or never season, because even though we got the Titans off our back last year, we got an MVP man. We got an MVP. We got a Super Bowl winning coach. We need to at least be in the AFC Conference uh, Championship, AFC Championship or Super Bowl appearance this year. Like, there's no reason that we should not be in the AFC Championship or competing in a Super Bowl. Like, we have the team, we have the the weapons, we have the the coach that's been there. Like, I think Hollywood Brown's gonna take a big step this year. Um, when Brashad Bateman comes back from injury, I think he'll be doing well as also. Uh, Mark Andrews just signed a big contract, so he's definitely going to need to show that he deserves it. And Lamar Jackson still hasn't signed his extension, so he still has a reason. To, not saying he would never just plan for the money, but when you plan for that contract, you tend to be just a little bit more urgent. You know what I mean? So hopefully Mark Andrews, now that he has that safety, safety net, he can go out play a little bit more free. And hopefully Lamar Jackson picks it up because we're going to need it this year because it's looking like it's going to be one of those years. And we really can't afford to take a step back, to be honest. We really can't. We kind of need to do our thing this year. So uh, moving on, keeping um, things into the sports world, uh, let's talk about first take. Uh, as far, I don't know if people have known or have noticed, but Max Kellerman was fired from ESPN. And they replaced him with Michael Irving. And I can say that I watched that first segment. And um, 
it wasn't good. It, it really wasn't that good. It wasn't really good at all, honestly. Um, it really is like a shouting match now. Like it's like you added like a Stephen A. Smith Jr. Um, Max really was a good balance to Stephen A. One was they both were analytical, but one was more analytical. The other one, another one was more entertaining. Um, and they provided a really good balance. But now it seems like it's kind of just be a big shouting match. Plus, I don't think Michael Irvin is gonna really be able to give good arguments when it comes to things like basketball. Um. Even when it was football, it was kind of his best, even the best things I can even, entertaining segments I can think of with him and Stephen A were when he was probably yelling about the Cowboys. Like, I don't see them doing a lot of in-depth, um, fresh new segments that people like. Even if you look at them on their YouTube, um, they haven't, they've been getting a lot more dislikes. So, that's something to, to pay attention to. And something I also was I wanted to talk about was the notion that there was coming out that Stephen A was a little jealous of Max Kellerman, and that's why he got him off the air. And Stephen A had actually been on Hot 97, and it said he was definitely the reason why Max Kellerman was no longer there. He said that by year two, he had told Max Kellerman that it wasn't really going to work out. And saying that he didn't like his smartest guy in the room type attitude but it's like don't you want to be challenged don't you want to have somebody that keeps you on your toes like that's what's going to make this show good that's what's going to make this show great you don't want someone that you can just be little and just know that you're always going to be able to out argue or out maneuver at every topic like that's just going to get boring after a while but i don't know um i don't want to go off the rail and say that Stephen a was just jealous or intimidated by Max but maybe he just maybe he just truly didn't like him maybe as a person because like he said there was things that he did ways he did things and it's the way that Max did things and sometimes they didn't see eye to eye so who knows um but I definitely think they need to get Michael Irvin up out of there as quickly as possible. That, that That's not going to work. I, if they, they do a whole season or a whole year, it's going to be a long year for ESPN. A long year. And uh, going to FS1, uh, shout out to Joey Taylor. That's my baby right there. Love me some Joey Taylor. She's got um, her own show, man. Um, once a week. I think it's on Saturdays from like 2 to 4. Um, uh, really dope and really nice to see that. Um, she's been making, making leaps and bounds ever since I saw her on Undisputed. She went from Undisputed to Colin Coward, from Colin Coward to, uh, having her own show. And Colin Coward really seems to be a springboard. Um, really, really seems to be a, uh, springboard for, uh, a lot of people. I know Christian Leahy came off that show and also got into her own show so i'm really excited to see what joy taylor's gonna do with her own show now i'll definitely be tuning into that let's switch it up um house party man everybody knows house party um one of the most one of the most famous uh movies coming up uh lebron is supposed to be in a it's rumored to be in a remake of it um i don't want to say it's for sure but we saw how Space Jam went, and I just want to know how you guys think. Do you guys think uh, 
LeBron could fit into a house party. I know he's not going to be one of the main characters. I do know that. I don't think he's one of the main characters. He's not kid or play. But he he is in the movie from what I've been hearing. So uh, that's interesting to be looking forward to. Because Space Jam, I think he did better than most people. I think it's just kind of cool to hate LeBron. So when he came out acting, there was a lot of people that just wanted to say he didn't do good. But overall, I think it was a good movie. I think he for acting, he didn't do too bad. I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this House Party remake. Uh, Netflix, man. Uh, clickbait, 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 clickbait. That show is insane. So I ended up finishing the, the clickbait show this weekend. Um, and I would have to say it was definitely interesting. But from what I could read, people were making it like it was the hardest thing to figure out. And it really kind of wasn't. Like, they, they kind of didn't leave a lot up to, um, a lot up to, 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 to think about. Because once the actual killer is introduced, it's like the next episode is over. So, like, thinking up to it, I guess you don't know. Because he hasn't really been introduced. Spoiler, spoiler. But... It was, it was good, though. It definitely kept me interested. I ended up watching it in about a two or three day span. Uh, it was definitely interesting. Um, didn't think he was going to go the way he went. Um, it was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. Um, I did not expect that at all. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like I really didn't yet. So you gotta watch some senior citizens though. Watch some senior citizens. That's all I'm saying. Just because they quiet and always smiling answering the phone says, nah, I mean it's genuine. Gotta watch those senior citizens though. Watch some senior citizens. If you haven't checked out Clickbait, it's an awesome show. Um definitely cool for a nice little Netflix and chill or just if you want something to binge in a weekend real quick. That's good. Available on Netflix now, clickbait. Uh, before I headed out, um, I wanted to put you, put a little, put a little, uh, tip in your ear. I'm hearing that, uh, Waka Flocka and his wife, Tammy, are calling it quits or have been calling it quits and are looking to get divorced, um, just to make it official, uh, from sources that I have, it's coming out that they've really been separated for about a year now. They're going their separate ways. They're dating other people. And I just find it surprising because I always thought that Wileen Timmy was one of those uh, celeb couples that actually made it through to be us, through all that toxic stuff with the reality TV shows and all that. And Waka also had like, like adopted her her child at some point or something like that. Not maybe not officially adopted, but like the the child like really recognized Waka as his. As his or her father, I don't, I can't think if she has a son or a daughter, but I know she, she definitely like had a kid before she got with Waka and Waka came and, uh, basically took them in, not took them in, but so took them in, supported them. I don't know why I'm saying that took them in. That's what happened. <laughs> so that, it's just interesting. It's wild to see that they've been they're They've been under the wraps under the radar and kind of just broke up, I guess, you know, but like you said, people change and. Some people only met for seasons, but I just thought that was interesting because I always looked at that relationship as one of the ones I thought was going to make it. But this has been a great episode. Uh, we talked about a lot. Uh, can't wait to get some more content out to you. I just did my first music review reaction video, so look forward to that, seeing that on the YouTube channel. 
Um, I'm about to start getting into doing celeb news type and mini docs. I got some interesting things coming up for you guys uh, that I'm going to be putting out. Um, so definitely going to be a lot more content coming to you guys. This is just the beginning of the little bit of the snowball effect. It's about to get real crazy with Savage Time TV. Um, again, this is another episode of Savage Time TV's podcast. Um, blunt talks uh presented by savage town tv <laughs> i'm gonna get it right one of these times uh, remember to like comment share and subscribe it's your boy it's your host ab brizzy i'm out of here y'all until next time peace